0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Australian equestrian athlete was suspended for a positive cocaine test. Organizers knew something was up when he jumped seven fences during practice and he
0: wasn't on a horse. Uh, He "He's all coked up, you see. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, ladies and gentlemen, the co-host, Jack Armstrong. Hello, Jack.
1: Hey. Got a medical emergency at home, so I'm not there today. Maybe I will talk about it in future days. Maybe not. I don't know. But
0: that's why I'm not there.
1: So um, did you watch much Olympics over the weekend?
0: I really didn't. No. Didn't get an opportunity.
1: Yeah, well, ratings are way, way down. Uh, I don't know if you've talked about that or not. Um, Although it's hard to say, for, for whatever reason... And we're in the business of uh, ratings and advertisements. Uh, so we know a little bit about how that works, but um, the the ratings industry is not caught up to the way people actually watch. So it's always hard to tell, are ratings actually down, or do people just watch it on their phone or stream it somewhere else or whatever?
0: Yeah, that's been my experience. I've, I've watched various highlights packages online. The news alerts giving me results are driving me crazy. I don't know if I just need to turn them all off or what, but
1: yeah, I, yeah, it'd be nice if you could because, like, that's that makes me less likely to watch. Is the only thing it does. It mm-hmm. doesn't make me more likely to watch. Um, ratings for the Olympics opening ceremony down thirty six percent from twenty sixteen. <whistles> A thirty six percent drop is freaking huge. And the twenty sixteen games were down thirty five percent from the twenty twelve games.
0: Wow. Wow. To give you
1: an idea to give you just the raw numbers now this is people watching on nbc uh again we don't know how many people were watching on their streaming devices or whatever um and i wouldn't doubt that the ratings are down we've talked about that enough the, just the competition of uh things to do in the modern era things to watch um you know sports becoming so political blah 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 all the stuff we've talked about but if we're just going to take these raw numbers seriously, back in 2012, 40 million people tuned into the opening ceremony. And most of my life, it was something that you could pretty much count on if you ran into somebody and said, hey, did you see the Olympics? They watched it. I mean, it was it was that common. 40 oh, yeah. Million yeah, the
0: ceremonies would be topic number one for the next day or two. The water cooler.
1: 40 million people watched in 2012. 26 million people watched in 2016. And then, like, 16 million people watched Friday night.
0: Yikes. Yikes.
1: So Kind of like a small hit TV show.
0: Yeah, I, I hate to extrapolate my own feelings to the rest of the population, uh, you know, because not everybody is my demographic. Not everybody has my attitudes, but I, I used to, my heart would swell with pride and excitement and patriotism and anticipation that the Olympics were here, and I would check when the various things are going to be on, the rest of it, and now it, maybe it's mostly the politics. Maybe it's just COVID has caused a reset, or I still have that weird COVID depression, but I just, uh eh, I can't be troubled. I don't know. I'm just not that interested. I'm sorry I missed the skateboarding, though. Did you and Sam get a chance to watch that?
1: Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a oh, second. Okay, cool. Um, uh... Yeah, I think I I definitely think for me it's the overload of just there's so much stuff all the time and everything's a big deal or made out to be a big deal. The things that used to be big deals don't stand out anymore. <laughs> just everything's supposedly a big deal. I don't I don't know, uh, but I did watch the opening ceremonies. and I watched it with my uh, my 11 year old Sam, and we watched we watched probably two and a half hours of it. Wow, cool! saw the, saw the entire parade of uh, countries, which was kind of fun to watch with him. He and I both laughing about how many countries uh, we, the number of countries I'd never even heard of is amazing. I mean, like, you know, there's there's uh, there's the big countries, United States, France, Germany, Russia, China, you know, countries I've heard of, uh, although they're not Russia, they're ROC, they've had their names stripped of them from cheating. I don't quite get that. They don't get to call themselves the Russian team, they have to call themselves something else.
0: But they still that's let them compete? Penalty?
1: Yeah, that's your penalty for cheating. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, But there's the countries you really have heard of. Then there's the countries you've kind of heard of, but you're surprised at the population or where it is or something. And then there are so many that that's a country. I mean, it would have been a coin flip as to what if you just said, I'll give you $500 if you say yes or no and you get it right on this is a country. (laughs) I mean, just a complete coin flip. And so many of them are smaller than small towns. So many of these countries are like 8,000 people.
0: Jack the 60, smallest the smallest nation participating in the Olympics is Nauru. I think that's how you say it. It's an it's an island in the Pacific Ocean, somewhere around Australia. It got an estimated population of eleven thousand five hundred people.
1: Yeah. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of them, like hundred and ten thousand people. That's the entire country. And uh, it's just interesting. Um, there were a hundred and do you have the total number? I don't remember how what they said. It was a lot. It went on for a long time.
0: Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I always go into it with excitement, and then about 130 countries, <laughs> I start to think, "Eh, boy." How about a little we're, fast we're, forward?
1: We're yeah, we were really waiting for the United States. Oh, they jam in so many freaking commercials too, which I got more on that in a second. But just so many commercials, you see three countries walk in that you've never heard of. Now we're going to take a quick break. What again? Oh geez,
0: Jack! Uh, apparently, and there it. are 206 countries in the International Olympic uh, what sits that uh, can compete.
1: And uh, I think less than half the athletes actually walked into the stadium due to COVID. Uh, most of the teams had much; they didn't have the whole team out there walking through. Um, and then there were all their scheduling conflicts. Like our our most popular team arguably, is the women's soccer, and they didn't walk in because they had a schedule practice. Uh, a, yeah, a practice scheduled. Mm-hmm. At the exact same time, and that Rapino girl um, that gets so much attention, all the time uh, for her politics, who always has different colored hair. She yep. was on the team bus, and she said, I don't know who scheduled practice for the same time as the opening ceremonies. And I thought, you know, that's a pretty good freaking question. I mean, they knew when the opening ceremonies were for a long time. And you scheduled practice at exactly the same time? What the hell is that?
0: Wow, it's, it's as, as if the, the women's soccer team is just trying as hard as they can to run off any affection that anybody had for them.
1: I'd say so. They uh, they had a bit of a comeback over the weekend. They beat the hell out of New Zealand six to one. So they're they're back and
0: uh, feeling good about themselves. You'd think New Zealand yeah, so they, would do better with the the hobbits on the team. They got the big hairy feet and everything. They can really you know put a wampin on a ball. Apparently not. Of course, they're like four and a half feet tall. So their goalie is uh, well under undersized, to say the least.
1: <laughs> um, team USA did make Olympic history. Uh, on a Saturday, it was the first time in fifty years that the United States had failed to medal at all on the first day of the Summer Olympics. First time in fifty years.
0: USA,
1: so we a, USA. We had a hell of a comeback yesterday, though. Just dominating swimming. Just, just dominating swimming. Um, which we could talk more about later, but if you want to. But the uh, the 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 other most prized possession of the uh, U.S. Olympic team are the little gymnast women. Um, they uh, had a bit of a rough day, and Simone Biles is said to be shell-shocked over her performance of wobbling around and stumbling out of bounds and all
0: kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was her worst performance ever, and she still beat everybody.
1: Yeah, she's still in first place. And the United States team is slipped to second place, but just barely to the freaking Russians with China in third. So we're up against some real enemies there. Hopefully, oh, boy. Hope we make a comeback.
0: Yeah. Get our act together. So I'm, I'm scanning real quick. Your uh, your five smallest, uh, ten smallest delegations. Equatorial Guinea has uh, two athletes, both the uh, track people. Country's got seven hundred and sixty thousand people. Tuvalu, give it up for Tuvalu. They got yeah, a guy that'd, who that'd runs be, the hundred meters. That'd be
1: one. That'd be one of those countries, man. And anybody can run the hundred meters. I mean, that's just. <laughs>
0: Um, they got ninety eight hundred people in that country. Unbelievable.
1: That's incredible. Um that says something about the power of the United States for, for world order. Because pre pre the current world order, there's no way you get to be a country with ninety eight hundred people. The next closest big country is gonna take you over.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Somalia's got um, two people. Uh, Chad. Hello, Chad. Uh two people? Uh, including uh oh this gal's a uh a wrestler or something i don't know swaziland two guys you remember
1: you remember the guy i think he's from Tonga he became famous for being shaven and oiled up coming into the opening ceremonies oh yeah
0: yeah and he went yeah, shirtless so he, and everything right yeah so he's shirtless Shaved
1: and heavily oiled and just glistening. And he and he's like built like a bodybuilder. And so he became kind of a thing. And um and so now he has done that two Olympics in a row and this is his third Olympic. He's not you know, he's getting he's starting to age a little bit, but he was still still shaven and oiled. And then there was a guy from another team who's younger, from another country, who is shaven and oiled, so he's trying to get some of the shaven oiled glory and all that goes with it, I guess. Wow. Um, all the benefits that go with it.
0: Well, the, dad's got, the you guy's got the dad bod and everything, that the first guy at this point. <laughs> got a little paunch. Forgot to shave his back.
1: <laughs> I could be shaving an oiled, too. It's am ah, not sure that's what you're looking for. Um, ah.
0: You know, it's funny. My son sent me this video. Uh, we, we trade music stuff back and forth. It's cool. It keeps us close. Um, but he sent me uh, this video of... Mac DeMarco, the king of chill indie rock, he calls him. I'd never heard of him, but and he was uh, doing an encore on stage. It was kind of interesting. It was a cover tune. I won't bore you with the explanation, but uh, so I flipped to this video. This guy's got like the beginning dad bod. I mean, not full on. I'm I'm 50. My kids are in high school, and (laughs) I've given up. But like half the dad, given up that like half the dad bod, and he's playing shirtless. But here's the touch I really liked. And, and this is, this is, I don't know. Maybe there's one more go around for a shirtless summer, fellas. If this guy who's allegedly cool can do it, he's got kind of dad jeans, but he's pulled them up above his love handles. So oh. they're, they're navel high. They're not quite the nipple high pants of the, the older, older man, but I thought, wow. Well, Okay, I see. You still you got a tiny bit of moob thing happening there, but just a little, a little. The guy looks to be in his 30s, maybe late 30s, but you've, you've, you've disguised your, your love handles with the high-rise jeans. I can respect that.
1: Although if I pull my pants up to my neck to hide my body, why don't I just wear a shirt?
0: <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look at the video again. I'm pretty sure his uh, his jeans are above the navel. Which is, uh, they had some high riders right there.
1: Yeah, I'd say. So even though Team USA had their worst day in 50 years to open the Olympics with no medals, it doesn't mean they're not going to have a good Olympics. Because in 1972, the last time we didn't medal on the opening day, we ended up uh, really doing well and fell short of the Soviet Union for second place, but won a lot of medals. And swimming back then, too, just like we did yesterday. Um, Team USA Basketball? You know, we were hoping Ooh. it was just the. Uh, we couldn't get our act together for the, you know, the the prelims. And we, well, when the when the real game start, we'll get our act together. Well, maybe not. They lost to France, eighty three to seventy six, and uh, we're leading with what four minutes to go, and then fell behind. So that's something. So as you know, you can lose the first time and come back and still win the gold, but it makes it a lot harder, and you got to get some lucky breaks. So that is amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, is genius, a. Is the bloom off the rose? American Olympics wiser? Is it just individual? I mean, Simone Biles is just getting older, and and you know you can't perform at her level perpetually. And uh, I heard somebody criticizing Paul Popovich; he's the wrong coach for Olympic basketball. Maybe that's just an isolated thing. I don't, I don't know, but it feels a little uh, wrong tracky to me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but so here's the complaint from you uh, from uh, and I didn't catch this until I went to watch the skateboarding. I want to watch the skateboarding with my son and we still haven't watched it yet for a, a variety of reasons that have to do with why I'm not at work. But um, the, uh, the the headline in uh, New York Post was shame on Team USA basketball and shame on NBC for this all time debacle. So I don't know how much of the Olympics you've watched, but you've got the regular NBC. That's where I watched the opening ceremonies. Then I went to watch a little something. It's you got to go over to the Peacock Network. Oof. Okay, do you have the Peacock Network? Well, you need to sign up for the Peacock Network. It's yet another streaming service, and it's I don't remember what it was, because I'd, I'd ordered it a couple of weeks ago to watch, I think, for Boss Baby. The movie came out on that network, so I think we ordered the streaming service for that. And, you know... I'll forget to cancel it, and I'll have it the rest of my life with all my other <laughs> streaming services. But so many of the games, so for to watch USA basketball, according to this USA Today or this uh, New York Post article, you had to pay in addition to paying to have the Peacock, Peacock network streaming service. You had to pay three ninety nine or something like that to watch the basketball. Oh my god! And I thought
0: what pay per view no, to, to be- watch him lose to France? Oh, gimme!
1: So we thought we'd go to skateboard to watch skateboarding. You've got to pay extra to watch skateboarding. And, and we were just going to, like, watch a little bit of it and go to bed. And, uh, and no, nope, you got to pay extra. So not only am I paying a monthly service for, for uh, well, TV overall so I can get NBC, and then the Peacock Network so I can get the streaming network, then you got to pay on an individual basis for each of the sports. So uh, there's a, the, I've got a strong feeling of screw you about that
0: wow, I had no idea. I, I thought it was just going to be the MSNBC, CNBC, Big NBC thing, but oh, my God, that's horrible. No,
1: they're, they're hoping to uh, profit mightily from this, and I guess they think everybody's so in love with the networks that they'll pay multiple fees to be able to watch them. All right, and, well, um, if we're going to
0: profit mightily from this, we really, really need to take a break. So uh, we're out. We'll yeah. be back. Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have to, again, uh, ignore the antics of those who do not want to find the truth. We will find the truth. That truth will have the confidence of the American people because it will be done patriotically and not in a partisan way. That's hilarious, Nancy. The comedy stylings of Nancy (laughs) Pelosi there. It's you know it's it's to our uh, discredit i think around here that we have so little interest in the day-to-day ridiculous soap opera fundraising oriented politics of the modern era and and just to it's it's pro wrestling really is what it is and i don't know I don't know. Maybe we should engage in it and, and yell about Nancy Pelosi claiming uh, the commission can't be partisan. It won't be partisan. I mean, that's just hilarious. It's it's so unmoored from reality that there's no point in even talking about it. And then we're last week we brought up how the, the, the super conservative uh, publications and websites, the super liberal uh, websites and everything, they get your email when you sign up for this, that, or the other. Uh, They sell it to the parties, they sell it to the fundraisers, and the fundraisers then buy ads and then run content for them, and it's just a a whip-you-up-and-take-your-money machine. Speaking of taking your money, San Francisco has decided that the existent trash cans in the world are not good enough, and they're going to buy some prototypes at $20,000 per trash can. The five-figure trash cans coming up in a few minutes. Stay with us.
1: If you're going to consider wearing a mask, the quality of the mask does matter. So if you can get your hands on a KN95 mask or an N95 mask, that's going to afford you a lot more protection. Initially, at the outset of this epidemic, we were encouraging people not to use N95 masks because there weren't enough of those masks for medical workers. Now there's plenty of masks. There's plenty of N95 masks in the system. The Biden administration has done a good job ramping up supply. There's also KN95 masks available. So I would encourage people to look at the quality of the mask and try to get their hands on a better
0: quality of mask. You know, I get the feeling that there are two two worlds here. The media government world where they talk about the covid and then the rest of America where real people live. And I flip on the TV and I just I I don't know why they're talking about the things they're talking about. Anyway, uh, Jack has rejoined us for the segment. Hello.
1: Yeah, I'm home due to a medical emergency in the family. <clears throat> That's my explanation for not being there. Um, yeah, here's an interesting thing. So I'm, what are we, a year and a half into COVID? And uh, the first person that I actually know, know, personally, to get the COVID happened over the weekend in a year and a half. So it's amazing to me that that many people can get sick, that many people can die, and I've not known very many. I This is the first person that I, like, really know, who got the COVID, and over the weekend, and it's a kid. So uh, Sam's best friend went to a camp all, next, all last week and had a fever on Friday and started feeling pretty bad, and they got him tested, and he got the COVID, almost certainly the Delta variant. And uh, the way that thing spreads, i got to think every kid at that camp has it. I wow. don't know if like the vast majority of them won't have any symptoms or what, but I think Dr. Gottlieb, who you just heard there last week, he said you're either going to get the vaccine or you're going to get the COVID. And um and Sam's friend's eleven, I don't think you can even get the shot if you want to at age eleven, can you?
0: No. No, I don't believe so.
1: <laughs> so every one of those kids probably has it. Um not not like probably maybe, but probably almost certainly, uh, from the way I understand this thing, the way it spreads around. So uh yeah. I don't know. So How's now the, the whole family, even though mom and mom and dad are corn quarant- or uh uh, vaccinated their uh the whole family is doing the quarantine thing for a while
0: yeah how's the lad doing
1: he's fine he one day of being kind of sick and a fever and then uh, and then he's over it and uh and i was texting with uh, his mom yesterday and she's where i think i would be on it like you know now he's immune now i don't have to worry about it anymore so
0: yeah yeah i would agree that's fine as we were discussing earlier i mean the the vaccination rate is around 70 percent and then You've got to figure twenty percent of the population has natural immunity; they've had the thing, whether symptomatic or asymptomatic. So, I mean, we're getting into sky high numbers here. I just and and I was uh, flipping around the channels this morning, and uh, and they're acting like it's May of last year on CNN, yeah, I know, MSNBC, I know. to the point of just yeah, it's punishing, crazy punishing. Just God, shut up about it.
1: Well, on that topic, uh, opinion piece in the Washington Post yesterday. 3,000 miles away, but talking about Los Angeles. The problem with Los Angeles is this county mask mandate. The return of the mask mandate stunned and divided residents of this populous and diverse county. So even in L.A. County, lefty, lefty L.A. County, who's had the COVID pretty bad at various points. People were like, what? Instead of calming business owners, it sparked worries about renewed restrictions on capacity and possible shutdowns. Sheriff Alex Villanueva, last heard a grandstanding on the county's dire homelessness situation, announced he would not expend our limited resources enforcing the mandate. So the county makes a mandate, and the county sheriff immediately comes out and says, yeah, we're not going to spend any time trying to make sure that happens. Right. So what is that going on? The result is a massive contradiction and confusion. In the hyper-liberal city of Los Angeles, vigilance is mostly the order of the day. Some gatherings, including a backyard concert I was uh, attending, says this writer, were canceled just after the rule took effect. But when I went out to dinner in the Belmont Shore neighborhood of Long Beach on Sunday evening, there was hardly a mask in sight. Perhaps nothing summed up the absurdity better than the scene I witnessed at LAX Saturday night. Uniformed airport employees, one masked and the other with his mask at his chin, casually talking to one another, though everybody in the airport is supposed to be masked at all times. So we're really into some sort of weird, like you were just talking about, like there's the people on TV version and in government view of this, and then there's the
0: rest of us. Yeah, well, we've talked at length about the the fixation that officials, health officials have on the COVID because they, it's their white whale, they've just decided that this is the only thing that matters, the only thing they'll be judged on. I think real human beings have eventually, and there is a lot of, uh, you know, fevered media coverage and, and the Trump thing and the politicization of all of it that, that caused people to get wacky for a while, but I think at this point, people have really r- r- arrived at a pretty reasonable human being. Uh making precautions commensurate with the risks nobody's going to no vaccinated person is going to act like it's a death sentence why, why would we it's not There, there is always disease there's always been the flu and a hundred other things you could get hell we could talk about heart disease and cancer if you wanted and people don't seem to be doing a lot to prevent that um but at this point it's, it's a disease. It's out there. I got a life to live. You don't get to, like, buy five years at the end of your life because you wasted five years terrified of the COVID. You got to live your life. Get the kids in school and the rest of it.
1: But it, if even at LAX, the security guards are kind of half-assed wearing their masks, then what are we doing? Yeah, if Even I was... in LA County, the sheriff says, yeah, we're not going to spend any time trying to enforce that.
0: What are we doing? I was actually pretty su- surprised. I was in a couple of airports uh, coming back from a golf thing, and uh, and uh, there was super high mask compliance. There were no incidents on the airplane. I did not wrestle the stewardess to the ground as I'd threatened. <laughs> um, it, and it was annoying and a pain in the ass and the rest of it, but I don't know. And I know some of you are going to say, You're a sheep, Joe. You used to be the great libertarian. I thought, I don't know. I'm just I just want to get what? through this stinking day. Well, you don't have any choice at
1: the airport, right?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. They keep running the little signs up there. It's a violation of federal law. You will be asked to blah, blah, blah. But then you'd occasionally see somebody with the chin diaper or not wearing a mask yeah. at all, and nobody said anything. Nobody cared. <laughs> right.
1: And, um, like when you're on a flight, what percentage of the people are um, uh, vaccinated, would you guess? I'm guessing practically everybody.
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know what the cross-section of the traveling public looks like compared to you know we all know who's not getting vaccinated i don't know honestly
1: um yeah there well there's two groups that aren't getting vaccinated according to uh the mainstream media idiots and people of color people of color have good legitimate reasons to not do it if you're white you're an idiot so
0: that's the way that breaks down exactly right exactly right you know it's funny it it dawns on me as i was sitting there on the airplanes uh, i was thinking much more about god this mask sucks then I don't think I ever even. Oh, at one point, some uh, some kids walking up the aisle and unleashes just the wettest cough you've ever heard, and oh, so bad. And I think that was really the only time I, I thought about the vid at all. Um, right. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's funny. I was on a flight and uh, wore wore masks the whole time, but the the I I uh, I dealt with the mask and everything, but the idea of the disease never entered my head. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, you think about it. You yeah. think, you know, if we're all have to be wear masks could be because we're worried about something. But I had no worries about I had worries about compliance, like getting in trouble on the plane or the airport, but no worries about the actual disease, which is kind of funny.
0: Oh, at one um, point, I'll, at some point, we had to talk about how the Justice Department has decided not to investigate all the poor dead people, dead oldsters in New York, nor several other states. Biden's Justice Department said all those blue states with Democrat governors where the old people were killed by terrible policies. And we got no time for that. Not interested. Thanks.
1: Yeah. One more quick health note. My son starts, my oldest starts uh, tackle football today. Uh, Practice every day this week for two hours in 100 degree heat. I'll be interested to see how he uh, he deals with that. Because that'll be one of the more, uh, well, easily be in his soft life the most daunting thing he's done physically but um so he had to get a physical before he could play football yeah for 6th grade and uh, i have
0: I warm pre- memories of those physicals
1: yeah i hadn't prepared him for this he was uh, quite taken aback by the uh, the the request to drop his underwear
0: mm. there in the
1: office i hadn't prepared him for the old uh, hernia check so uh, that was quite the topic of conversation over the weekend. Oh, why did I have to take off my underwear, and why did she? Why did she stick her finger up behind my testicles?
0: Well, hey, uh, on that topic, everybody's cringing. Oh she. God, oh no. On that topic, so I was at one of the airports I connected through is a smaller airport, and uh, and. And, and, I have no
1: idea where this is going when you say, while on the topic of testicles,
0: but you, go on. Oh, trust me, my friend. Their, their scanner thing, I can't go through the metal detector because I have two uh, cool have metal testicles. Aftermarket. <laughs> no, that's just my reputation. That's not anatomically correct. Uh, because I have two cool aftermarket uh, hips, uh, customized uh, sports, uh, you know, off-road hips. And uh, and so i got to go through the, the scanning machine. Uh, where you put your hands over your head and then and, and they giggle at your your genitalia. Well, it was out of commission or something, so they said, "Yeah, we'll just have to do a pat down." I think all right. I don't care, whatever. Um, so I go over there. Dude jostled my junk three times. I mean, he went up high. He <laughs> rubbed me all over. I mean, I've I've had that happen several times. Uh, just because there's one once in air- high school, once on your wedding night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, I've had the pat-down several times because of my hips, and some small airports don't have the machine, whatever, but I've had it done half a dozen times. Um, This guy, he was patting me down like I'm Osama bin Laden in 2005. I mean, he did everything but slip on the glove and go up my hiney, and he jostled my junk four times. I was counting. And if I was the sort of guy who, mm, I thought he's just over earnest and, and really trying hard to do his job. And I almost said, dude, come on. What is going on? Because I have artificial hips, I'm Osama G.D. Bin Laden over here. I'm uh, Muhammad Atta because I have arthritis. What are you doing? Are you sure he was well, an airport employee? <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and some short shorts. I don't know. This was this out by the curb. It was, a, it was a, um, in Palm Springs, and he gave me his number at the end. I don't know. What happened? So,
1: like, so, like, he would juggle your, your boys and then come back to it again and then come back to it again?
0: Well, he explained in advance, and I should have known something was going on. He explained in advance now. I have a, he explained in advance, I have a testicle fetish, so. I'm going to use the back of my hands on your buttocks and around your genitalia, blah, 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 the back of my hands, so let me know if anything makes you uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. But he would, like, go up my thigh, like, really feeling to see if I had some C4 taped to the insides of my thigh. Then he'd go up again and jostle my junk again. The outside of my legs, really on the, the back and the belly and all. And I'm like, what the hell? If, if hey I, there, like, George had Co- threatened to bring down the airplane, I could see this sort of search. It was, it was unprecedented. Hey, George Costanza, did it move? It did not move. I was highly annoyed. I just—I I was sitting there thinking, "Look at me. Listen, you're talking to me." I know. Why? What, what, what are you doing?
1: I saw them give. I saw them give some like eleven-year-old girl the extra once over at the airport. The security theater, man. It's just—I can't believe it still exists. We're coming up on the twenty anniversary.
0: Freaking girl, mall that, cops
1: yeah that 11 year old girl is not a terrorist i can guarantee you that whatever
0: if i want my junk jostled i know where to go all right and it's not here not at the airport in front of these nice people anyway
1: later in the show we'll have to touch on the dutch cyclist that thought she had won the gold medal she didn't realize somebody had finished already
0: (laughs) plus the twenty thousand dollar trash cans coming to san francisco oh boy oh boy is right more to come don't go away armstrong and The
1: Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. Next segment. Well, the first segment of the next hour, Hour 3, which if you don't get it on the air, you can grab it via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. It's going to uh, be about the breakdown of civilization, uh, one of the examples of which we have for you in just a second or two. Uh, It will also include... Probably the best email we've, we've ever gotten, or certainly in the very, very top tier, about bums and junkies and what will and won't work for restoring civilization, getting rid of the junkie camps, the crime, the feces, the needles, the rest of it, that are plaguing so many cities. One of the main things we're struggling against as a society is just this unicornian lack of realism. Um coming up the $20,000 garbage cans in San Francisco. Quick note from our friends at Simply Safe home security best system around. It's going to protect you against fire, burglary, medical emergency. Uh, they have great folks to help when you're setting up the system. You set it up yourself. It's easy. Trust me. Maybe you're not handy. You're not super technically adept. You don't need to be. They're really good at helping you through, and it's it's not only as good as the other super expensive, complicated systems where they drill a bunch of holes in your house. It's it's actually better. Um, if you're curious about it, and it's well worth it to keep your stuff safe Go to SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. You customize your system, get a free security camera. It's a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Go to SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Again, because you use that code, you get a free security camera. Uh, Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Maybe focus it in your neighbor's backyard and see what they're up to. It's none of my business. So evidently, the city of San Francisco, the one city in America that I believe has an app showing you where there's poo on the streets, They've decided because civilization is broken down, garbage cans can't be garbage cans anymore. Specifically, as residents point out, uh, trash uh, putting the cans ends up on the sidewalks. They go looking for drugs. They go looking for things to recycle. In the neighborhood I live in, they bust them open, pull things out. Sometimes they get too full all over the street, said a San Francisco resident. And so, what they're looking for is sleeker-designed bins with sensors alerting crews when they're almost full. Because you can't have people just going around checking them. They'll be more tamper-resistant. Block rodents. Keep sidewalks cleaner. But evidently, there are no trash cans existing on planet Earth that are up to the standards of the city fathers and mothers of San Francisco. And so they're having prototypes built to their specifications for $22,000 a can. The costly cans even have designer names like Salt and Pepper, Slim Silhouette, and Soft Square, which all feature rollout liners or toters that can be mechanically lifted instead of manually taken out by human beings. Because apparently human beings' arms don't work anymore. There are no burly dudes who are looking to make a living. All right. Uh, the Department of Works uh, installed 3,000 of the current cans in San Francisco in the 90s. Even they admit that $22,000 price tag is expensive for a prototype, but it'll go down once it's mass-produced. They'll probably cost about $4,000 per garbage can once they're mass-produced. What? $4,000 high-tech, tamper-proof, bum-proof garbage cans. That's the cheap rate. Says the uh, head guy at the Department of Public Works, I want us to be, frankly, the model for other cities. Portland, New York, Sydney, wherever it is across the world. They'll take our cans and try to model their cans after ours. So you want to be like the global Einstein of garbage cans? That's the director, uh, Department of Public Works acting director, Alaric Finreed. How many days, is that just one name? Plan is to test the three models this fall, then choose the final trash can possibly early next year and install, presumably, another three, 4,000 of them at $4,000 each just to uh, just to have trash cans on the street. The The current trash cans, which are obviously completely insufficient for the decaying civilization that is San Francisco, they cost a little over $1,200, which is a sturdy can. You'll get a number of years of use out of that. You know what's funny about this? And it's a good little article from uh, CBS Local in uh, San Francisco. Nobody even poses the question, what has happened to the city that we need $22,000 prototype garbage cans? What changed from the 90s when we had these uh, incredibly modestly priced $1,200 garbage cans installed? Why? Well, because rents are high. Because housing is tough to get. That's why we need Fort Knoxian anti junky, anti-raccoon garbage cans. I've been going to San Francisco, doing business in San Francisco, broadcasting in San Francisco for decades. This was completely unnecessary not that long ago, and nobody even asks the key question. Why do we need Krypton garbage cans all of a sudden? Well, try to answer that at least part, partially uh, next. Don't go away. Armstrong and
1: Getty.